peace to you in Jesus' name. The voice of God's wisdom is living among us. His wisdom enriches every moment for us. God makes things sacred. He reshapes and redeems things. Listening for God's wisdom is the most important part of prayer. God speaks his eternal voice of wisdom, and so we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your paths, O Lord. Teach me your way. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God forgives all of our sin. He heals you. He redeems your life. He crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. He satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He forgives our sin. He relieves our pain. He heals our sickness and renews our youth. He crowns our life with love. We are ransomed from the grave. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. As a servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The name of the Lord is to be praised. And let us pray, O God, our refuge and strength. Hear our prayer for your blessing on all the new things that will come this fall. Recreate us, renew us in the wisdom of your living spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Listening for the voice of God's wisdom, we turn to God's word from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, beginning at verse 15. Moses said, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. 
For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, his decrees, and his laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you're not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you're crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life. He will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning at verse 25. Glory to you, O Lord. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own wife, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost? to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he'll send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Now salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, well, how can it be made salty again? It's fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It's just thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. 
This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe you have gone to the grocery store with your list, and you're wheeling your cart down a familiar aisle, and you're looking for something that you buy all the time. You get to the spot where your old favorite usually is, And you stop and you stare. But you don't see what you're looking for. After a frantic search up and down the shelf, you realize that what you want is in the same spot it always is. But now they've changed the look of the label or they've changed the color of the box. And as you reach for it, You read, new and improved. Well, Jesus has a way of doing this, this same thing. He can make us look anew and be surprised to rediscover the wisdom of God that's always been there. Jesus can take the ancient commandments of God, the eternal wisdom of the ages. And Jesus gives that wisdom new life with his voice. Jesus could give a new voice to the tried and true wisdom of the prophets and the poets of long ago. And get us to hear fresh, new insights that are truly relevant in our day. In the ancient days, the musicians of Israel sang a song about a king who would be the greatest of men. Psalm 45 sings this song of a king who will ride majestically and be victorious. And the king has one primary characteristic. He loves righteousness, and he hates what is wrong and false. To love what is good and true, to hate what would hold him captive, This sets this king above all his companions. Well, Jesus is the king they were singing of. 
And now, here is Jesus, standing in front of a large crowd, talking with them about the importance of this same kind of love and this same kind of hate. He wants them to hear in a whole new way this important, ancient, eternal idea. God is still speaking the eternal wisdom of God. Jesus is saying that to be with God, we must love what is righteous and good and set it above everything else. And we must put everything else beneath him. This is, of course, the primary message that God first spoke to Moses on the smoky mountain of Mount Sinai. There on top of that mountain, with his own finger and fire, God wrote the Ten Commandments into stone. But now here was Jesus wanting these ancient ideas to come alive in a whole new way. If Jesus had simply told this large crowd, well, you must love God and you must put God above everything else, well, then Jesus would have just sounded like a hundred other rabbis. But instead, Jesus was bringing God's wisdom down from the mountain. Jesus is bringing God's wisdom into the home, into our families, into the real life of everyone who hears him. For too long, the wisdom of God had been too far away. For too long, God's wisdom could be thought of as guidelines or helpful suggestions, like an article you would read in a magazine. But now, now, here is Jesus standing in front of a crowd of people. And instead of offering them a bunch of ideas, Jesus is offering them himself. Jesus uses one small word that changes everything about how we should hear the wisdom of God. The small word that Jesus uses is me. He says, if anyone comes to me, Whoever follows me, he announces, will have the whole wisdom of God. Jesus invites the crowd and us to see that God's wisdom is greater than what Moses carried down from that mountain written on stone tablets, however impressive they were. On top of that mountain, well... Moses could feel 
the eternal trinity of the infinite almighty God dancing around him. The song of angels accompanied the wisdom of God. But when Moses Moses came down from the mountain and he brings them these stone tablets with the Ten Commandments on it, he was disappointed to see how easily people could treat the sacred things of God just like they were trinkets or chess pieces, something you keep on a shelf and move around and save until maybe you need them in trouble or fear. In our Old Testament lesson, we hear Moses pleading, hoping that his people would choose the way of God's wisdom, that they would decide to be like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But now, now instead, here is Jesus standing before a large crowd. Jesus, the Son of the living God, can say something that the man Moses could never say. Just come with me, Jesus says. Come with me, and I will give voice to the wisdom of the living God. Now, what Jesus is saying is that he himself is the very life and love and compassion. He is what is right and true. He is what is pure and sacred. And now here he is, offering himself to all of us. And we join that crowd, standing with them, shuffling around, listening for Jesus' wisdom and insight, And we've decided to be here in this crowd because most of the time we feel pretty clueless. We have big questions. How do we do the things that we feel are most important? How do we love family and friends? How do we fill our time with purpose and meaning? How do we find the focus to complete the really big things that we want to do in life? How do we find the strength to finish what we started with honor? Well, Jesus invites us to first spend time with him. Can you hear him say to you, hey, let's just go find some quiet place where we can really talk? Now, anybody standing in that crowd could tell you, boy, Jesus' words could sometimes be very provocative. I think he does want us 
to come with him and follow him to some quiet place and ask some real honest questions. <laughs> like, uh, Jesus, what did you mean by that? I think he wants to provoke our most sincere questions. <laughs> like, Jesus, this all seems so hard. You're asking for even more. I can barely get through a day. How will I do all this? And more and more, I think, while these words are tremendously relevant to the world that you and I live in today, don't, would you agree with me? I think the world we live in now is quickly turning into sort of a do-it-yourself kit. We're supposed to, you know, read instructions on a bright screen and, and then survive by our own wits. Well, to be sure, Jesus, the Son of God, is not just dispensing some vague set of instructions sending out some email and then expecting us to go off alone and do it by ourselves. Jesus gives us more than just ideas and instructions. He gives us his spirit. He gives us his character. He gives us his personality. He gives us himself. Well, Jesus is the one, the one alone, who can actually do the radical things that he's suggesting. Jesus is the one, the only one, who really will be able to forsake all the joys and pleasures of family and friends in order to carry out the highest and the most noble of deeds, giving himself for the honor of our God, sacrificing himself for our sin. Jesus alone really will carry his cross to fulfill this great purpose. Jesus alone has the focus and the vision to complete the greatest building project the world has ever seen. Jesus is talking about a guy who can barely build a tower. Well, Jesus builds every step by which you and I will climb a tower that finally opens up into the heights of heaven. And Jesus tells a story about a king who's considering going off to war. Well, Jesus is this king. He is the only one who has carefully considered from eternity how to win this most epic battle when even it seems the odds are against him. He will not need to make concessions. He is Almighty God. He will make a lasting peace with honor. 
And then Jesus talks a bit about salt, and we wonder, what in the world are you talking about, Jesus? But he himself is the only one who will never lose his saltiness. He's talking about purity. He's talking about what is sacred, what makes things holy, and he alone will never diminish his holy and sacred being will be exalted forever. So, the living and Holy Spirit invites you and I to come with Jesus to a quiet place and listen to his voice, the voice of God's wisdom, if we soak up enough of his spirit and personality and character, well then, who knows what might happen? If God finds his way to the top of those things we cherish and hold the highest, well, then indeed we find in him love for friends and family and our fellow man. Time with our God, quietly soaking in his wisdom, asking questions of him in prayer, fills us with purpose and meaning. Relying on God's eternal presence, we gain the focus to complete the most important things in life. God is our strength. God is our song. Until we are finished with what we started and we have completed it with honor. A large crowd had gathered around Jesus to hear him tell them about the wisdom of God. They had come from villages and towns leaving half-finished conversations with people they knew. They wanted to hear his words. His words that were new, fresh, provocative, challenging, and alive. And well, Jesus, people could ask, where did he come from? Well, he had come from heaven. Where did he get these ideas, they might say? Well, Jesus had been sitting with the Father and with the Spirit, talking, planning, building on what is true and eternal, what is right and good, the very wisdom of God. The words Jesus bring, well, they can sometimes make us feel a little fear, some respect, to be sure. Yes, his words connect us to the wisdom that governs the ultimate ends and the destiny of the entire universe. No wonder they make us quiver a bit. The words 
of Jesus enrich us? Well, of course, his words touch the deepest truth and the greatest mystery. The wisdom of Jesus, his words, they inspire us. His words have wings to carry us into the pure air of God's heights. His words mark out the way of God's wisdom, the way he alone could walk. His triumph, it's his victory, his holy sacrifice in all of his purity for us. And his resurrection, celebrating God's living wisdom forever. Well, in the voice of God's wisdom, may you be so blessed. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we praise you, we thank you, we worship you, that you speak your wisdom to us. Bless us to live in the way of Jesus, in faith and in trust and hope. May we be so blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering, and I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could make a offering by our website. Thank you. Bless you. Let us pray. O God, our King and Redeemer, 
We give you all honor, praise, and glory for your good creation and especially your gracious will to save us, heal us, and renew us. We worship you for all that you have given and continue to provide. Give to your whole people on earth your light and your truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the voice of your wisdom spoken to us and your blessing placed upon us that we may live well. Send us your spirit to strengthen us in faith and to guide us to live lives that are holy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, lead us in love toward you and one another. Give us joy and peace to share. Show us how to have patience, kindness, and goodness to give to those around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us to leave the past behind as you lead us into a new day. Enable us to be forgiving and always generous in grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. When we face challenges, give us faith that we may see your hand at work in our lives. Give us a peaceful spirit that we may not be anxious. Help us learn that you supply all we need for this body and this life and that you will lead us through all things to our eternal life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide husband and wife, parent and child, that they may trust in you for all things. Show forth a forgiving heart in their relationships. Bless our homes as places that bear and house the love of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, bless those in the authority of government. May there be peace among the nations. We ask your protection for those who protect and guard us and for those who serve in our community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send your gentle healing spirit to touch all those who bear challenges or trouble. Help all to look to you to be their health and their hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For the life-giving presence of Jesus our Lord, we give you thanks and praise. For the glorious hope of the resurrection, we give you thanks and praise. For the opportunity to bless one another with joy and peace, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.